Welcome back to the RGBSports.com podcast. My name is Brian Ramos. I'm a sports writer with the Monitor newspaper and RGBSports.com. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ivan Palacios, my fellow sports writer and, and with the Monitor newspaper and RGBSports.com. Ivan, week four in the books. How are you feeling on the Saturday afternoon? Man, I feel great. A lot of these teams are starting to find their groove. The offenses are starting to look a lot smoother. You know, we had a lot of games come down to the wire this week, too. So, I mean, you can tell these teams are starting to pick up the intensity. And it's, it's only going to get better from here, Brian. I mean, another great, you know, week of RGV football, and we're just going to keep rolling with it. Absolutely. It was an exciting week, uh, and we're going to break down all the RGV high school football action here in week four. And as always, we start with the Monitors Game of the Week. And this week, it was that took us to District 16-5A Division One for a matchup between Brownsville veterans and McAllen High, two teams uh, who who's had the ball rolling at the, at the right time to start district play. Ivan, you were there at the game. Tell us what went down and, and what you saw from your perspective. Oh, Brian, the district or the game of the week did not disappoint whatsoever. It came down to the final play of the game. Um, you know, Brownsville veterans came in averaging over 350 yards of offense. They were rolling on the ground and uh, they got off to a hot start. First drive of the game, they drive down uh, 86 yards down the field, take up eight minutes of the first half of the first quarter. And, you know, the, but that Mac high defense came up big. You know, they hand the ball off to the running back, Michael Montoya, four consecutive times on the one yard line. Uh, McAllen High's defense comes up huge with that stop. But still, I mean, um, Mac high did struggle a bit in the first half. Their offense couldn't really get much going, uh, had some interceptions here, there. And then, you know, after that initial drive, Brownsville, uh, veterans got rolling they scored two touchdowns in the half um to go up 14 to 7 at the break um but you know after giving up 190 yards of offense in the first half you know including 180 on the ground that mac high defense buckled down in the second half Brian. let me tell you they, they went from 190 total in the first half to only allowing 68 yards in the second half they figured out that option offense they were reading the you know the pitches the handoffs everything and they were flying to the ball. I mean, Colton Otmers had a huge game, came up with a huge pick six on the third play of the uh, second half to tie the game. And, you know, after Mack High takes the lead in the fourth quarter, um, he comes up with the pick on the last play of the game to seal the deal. So, you know, shout out to Colton Otmers and the Mack High defense for coming up with a huge, you know, win and, you know, stepping up when it needed to and shutting down a Brunsville veterans offense that, you know, really no one had seemed to figure out except for that first loss to a really good Orange and South team. They had been rolling. The, you know, it's it's tricky. I mean, I lost sight of the ball a couple of times when they were running that option. But Mac High delivers the win 21-14 on Friday in the Monitors game of the week. And, um, you know, they're, they're starting to click on the right time. I think it's that defense. You know, second straight week, they overcome a seven-point hole at the half to come out on top. And they're up to two and one in district and, you know, sitting in second place right now tied with the – we're actually holding the advantage over the Chargers after that win. So, great game came down to the wire and it did not disappoint. But – um. I know you had a game yourself on Friday that went down to the wire as well. It was, I believe, in District 31-6A, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. We had some 31-6A action taking, taking place at Mission High's home away from home this season. That is Hidalgo's Bill Pates Memorial Stadium uh, at Hidalgo High School, where uh, Mission is playing their home games due to Tom Landry Stadium undergoing uh, renovations and repairs uh, this season. So Mission High, man, they played their third straight game. Uh, or I'm sorry, their third game of the year there at, at Bill Pate Stadium. And it was the third straight time the game has been decided by one score or less. So uh, they were one and one uh, and entering Friday night's game against Edinburgh North. And they pull out a huge win, 28-24, as quarterback Kevin Guetta uh, scores a, a rushing touchdown from two yards out with 44 seconds left 
to give the Eagles a 28 to 24 lead, uh, which ended up being the final scores, the game winning touchdown there for Kevin get that was four, four touchdowns for him on the night. He had two rushing, two passing over three close to 350 yards uh, passing 349 to be exact two passing touchdowns. And then he also ran for 38 yards and two rushing touchdowns. And it, it was an exciting game from start to finish, man. Uh, these two teams are district were district title hopefuls and, and, uh, have, have their sights set on the playoffs and our playoff caliber teams, as I saw last night. And man, the, these two teams delivered, man. But unfortunately, as always, one team has to win and one team has to lose. And the Cougars ended up on the wrong side, even though they played uh, a, a hell of a game. Uh, 300 over 300 yards passing for quarterback Evan Medrano. Uh, touchdown catches by um, uh, Mark Guerrero, Marco Guerrero, and Richard Ruiz, and another touchdown run by. Uh, by Mark Hernandez, but the Cougars were down 21-10 at one point midway through the third quarter. They find a way to come back and, and fight their way back into the game with two consecutive touchdowns to take a 24-21 lead uh, behind the arm of, of quarterback Evan Medrano. And, but the Eagles, man, they answer back, man. I, I, I've been impressed with them uh, as a group collectively because you got to give a shout out to the offensive line and defensive line for giving uh, quarterback Kevin Getta time to throw and time to operate. And then uh, the skill positions uh, they delivered, of course, uh, Damian Cortez, he only played the first half, but he has over 53 yards. Or he has 53 yards on eight carries and receiver Josiah Guzman, who has been uh, quarterback Kevin Guerra's number one target, six catches, 128 yards, one touchdown. One of them was a 64 yard touchdown on a play that the Cougars defense jumped offside. So they gave the Eagles a free one and the Eagles capitalized. And there were some penalties uh, down the stretch that, uh, had the Cougars behind the chains, man. And unfortunately for them, that prevented them from, from get, picking up the f- one or two first downs, one or two more first downs that they needed to secure the bag and secure the victory. But mission high, man. They pull off another one. They improved to three and one on the year, two and oh in district play. And that's what matters, man, that, that oh in, in district play. And uh, Edinburgh North falls to one and one. But after speaking to Coach Damian Gonzalez, he, I mean, he told me that, he saw what he needed to see. He knew there, there it was going to be a battle. He knew how quality of a team Mission High was. And Edinburgh North stepped up to the plate and took him down to the wire, man. I mean, they were leading with under a minute to go in the game. So uh, just a, a really exciting game between two 31-6-8 teams and, and playoff contenders. So uh, congratulations to Mission High on picking up a huge win and moving on. And then, uh, so from there, Ivan, we're, we're going to jump back a bit to some Thursday night football action. I know you caught some, uh, some more 16-5-8-D1 action. What did you see from La Jolla Palmview and Don? Man, you know, La Jolla Palmview didn't play the greatest of games but they come out on top 22-20 against Donna. Um, you know, first half, they forced three turnovers, four turnovers, actually. They come away with two fumbles and an interception and a turnover on down. Um, but still, I mean, they went into the half with only a 9-7 lead. Uh, uh, offensively, they struggled in the first half. They were only able to muster 108 yards of offense compared to Donna High's 221. I mean, the thing is that Donna High offense was clicking. It's just mistakes, you know, cost them the turnovers. They had two touchdowns come called back in the first half. You know, they had a, an interception return by Evan Frias called back due to a blindside block. And they had a, a punt return touchdown called back as well for the same reason. Um, so, you know, missed opportunities there, you know, let, you know, Donna High stay in it. 
And then the second half, it was, you know, more of the same. Um, you started moving the ball a little better. Uh, running back A.J. Choppa started really carrying that load offensively. Uh, he finished the night with 120 yards and two touchdowns to lead that offense. Um, but it was Donna High's mistakes. Again, you know, quarterback Jake Garcia rushed for 277 yards and two touchdowns, did everything he can on that final drive to get the Redskins into field goal range. Actually got all the way down to the 17-yard line before a pair of false start penalties pushed him back. And, you know, next thing you know, they're bringing out their kicker for a 43-yard field goal that ultimately fell short. So, you know, uh, La Jolla Palmby holds on to that one. And it's like uh, Coach Margarito Requena said, I mean, uh, Palmby made the plays when they needed to. And, you know, they had they found a way to hold on despite, um, you know, not playing the cleanest of games and, you know, not taking advantage of every opportunity they have. You know, Donna High knocking on the door again. Last week they came close to beating Ty, but they, you know, gave up that lead at the half. And same thing this week. I mean, they just couldn't capitalize and, you know, too many mistakes on there, and um, they fall to 0-3 on the year, 0-3 in district play, while La Jolla Palmview moves to 2-2 uh, and, and picks up their first win in district. So, you know, congrats to the Palmview on picking up that win. But, you know, moving over to another district 16-5A uh, game that we had, the McAllen Roll Warriors. They are not being slept on anymore. Uh, quarterback Mateo, Mateo Yanez, another huge game, touchdowns and rushes for another uh, 445 yards. That offense is clicking, Brian. I mean – um, they jump out early on pace and, you know, pace is one of the top teams in that district. They were coming in on uh, two consecutive wins. Uh, both of them came in two and one, but McAllen Rose shows that they're one of the top teams in the district and a real title contender setting up for a huge matchup that we'll get into later this week. Um, but they got a huge game coming up after that win against McAllen Memorial. Um, since opening the game, since their season opener against San Benito, actually, you know, they scored 13 points only against San Benito. Since then, they're averaging almost 50 points a game. Um, like I said, Mateo Yanez is clicking. Nelson Ramirez comes up big with uh, six catches for three touchdowns, and he makes a play on the defensive side, too, with an interception. And then other receiver, George Diaz, comes up with 228 yards on nine catches for a touchdown, and they improve to 3-0 and in district play. And, um, you know, like I said, they have a huge matchup next week that will, you know, prove if they're for real or not. But, I mean, I, 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 I'm rolling with the Warriors right now. I mean, they're they're – rolling and you know i think they're going to move up in those rankings this week um but what are some other games that caught your eye this week man yeah so uh, district 31 6a wise we had psj north on a bye all other teams in action uh friday night we touched on uh edinburgh north and mission high but uh all of the other three games were decisive wins uh, uh by the victors and uh we'll start off with uh, uh edinburgh vela against la jolla high thursday night robert vela uh edinburgh vela picks up a nice 69 to 7 win over La Jolla High, 488 total yards of offense, uh, three, nearly 350 yards rushing uh, for the Sabercats defense. And they hold La, Ho La Jolla to under 115 yards of offense. So um, Edinburgh Bella had been giving up about 141 uh, yards per game, and they hold La Jolla to about 30 yards under that. And the, the uh, touchdown scored by the, uh, La Jolla came against uh, Edinburgh Bella's second, uh, second team defense. So uh, that Edinburgh Vela first team defense and still hasn't allowed a touchdown in district play, but just a, a complete uh, performance from start to finish uh, by Edinburgh Vela in all three phases. Uh, touchdowns by Ryan Klo, uh, Justin Novato on a 71 yard punt return, Ted Galvan with a pair of rushing touchdowns, Matt Lopez also with a pair of rushing touchdowns, Chase Campbell with one, Matt Campbell with uh, Matt, uh, I'm sorry, Carlos Tamez uh, with the eight yard uh, receiving touchdown from Chase and then Jamal Polly uh, also gets in on the scoring action with a three-yard touchdown run. So uh, just another complete performance uh, from Edward McVella, man, and uh, they're not slowing down for anybody. And they they were up uh, huge uh, at the end of the first quarter. I believe the score was 34-0 to zero, uh, 
um, towards the end of the first quarter, which uh, man, Edinburgh Vela, they just jumped out on him early and didn't let him get back in the game one bit. So another complete performance from Edinburgh Vela, uh, Matt Lopez, 158 yards on the ground and two rushing touchdowns. PJ Rivera, seven catches, 70, 74 yards, just an, an, an all around performance from Edinburgh Vela. And that's what you want to see. You can't take anybody for granted and take anybody lightly. And the Sabercats uh, did not do that uh, Thursday night against La Jolla as they come away with a huge win. And then to keep things uh, in Edinburgh, we had Edinburgh High take on Edinburgh Economides, an inner city rivalry game between the Bobcats and Jaguars. And Edinburgh High picks up their, their second win, second district win in a row to improve to two and two on the year, two and oh in district play, 401 yards uh, from the offense, 313 rushing yards uh, uh, from the Bobcats. And man, yeah, they, they jumped on the Jaguars early and, and that was all she wrote um, uh, for the Bobcats. Uh, quarterback Roland Obrigo, two rushing touchdowns and uh, two passing touchdowns to Christian Ramirez and Rivers Martinez uh, for, on, for the Bobcats offense. Then in the second half, uh, Jacob, Jacob Gonzalez uh, gets in on a touchdown and then uh, Ryan Obrigo, uh, Roland Obrigo's younger brother and, and the uh, number two quarterback for Edinburgh High gets in on the scoring action. So Edinburgh High, man, they're rolling and they opened with, uh, uh, with, with these two teams. And now here they are 2-0 moving into next week and they'll take on a, uh, another 2-0 team in that district in Mission High next week. Uh, on Thursday night. So that should be a good one, setting up for a good one. So uh, congratulations to Coach Guzman and the Bobcats for keeping the Bobcats uh, rolling and, and putting together these two wins in a row. Now, Ivan, uh, back to you. I know we had some uh, some good uh, District 16-5A D2 action going on across the Valley. Ivan, what, what were some scores and some games that, that stood out to you that caught your eye? Yeah, man. I mean, we, we're going to start off with the team that's been rolling, our number two team in the poll that's kind of held that position, the Mercedes Tigers. You know, another dominating victory. They don't take anyone lightly, like you mentioned about Edinburgh Vela. I mean, they score 10 touchdowns and take down Valley View 69 to zero yesterday. I mean, pitches are first shot of the year, surprisingly. You know, the way they've been playing, you would have th you thought they would have had at least one, but no, I mean, first shot out of the year against Valley View. A, co a quarterback, Michael C. Snittles, keeps rolling another five touchdown performance. Uh, Miguel Jimenez is starting to pick it up in that rush and attack rushes for two touchdowns and 120 yards. And I mean, they just jump out from the start. I mean, they score 42 in the first half and just, you know, keep their foot on the pedal in the second to cruise to victory. Um, Tyrell Trevino is really starting to pitch, uh, you know, get his game together. He comes up with 99 yards in a touchdown while Joseph Rocha picks up 97 in a touchdown too while receiving. But um, that team is clicking. Um, they're running through district right now. They're four and on this season. And, um, they got a good matchup next week against, um, I believe they play, they play Roma. Yeah. So they play Roma next week. Who's coming off a loss, you know, moving on to our next game, actually um, Roma's offense had been rolling of over 350 yards on the ground over the past couple of games. They had picked up two consecutive wins, started one and zero in district, but um, mission veterans comes in going to Roma and they blow them out the gate 48 to three, um, picking up their second one of the season and move two and zero in district play, you know, coach Gilpin, Talked to them after the game yesterday. You know, they played two very hard teams in the first, you know, season opening. Obviously, they lose to Mission High in week one, and then they play against Sammy in week two, which, you know, has been rising up our rankings. And, you know, for him, despite the losses, those two games prepared him for, you know, district play. And like I said, they're up to 2-0. and You know, over the past two weeks, they've scored over 40 points, including a 48-3 win this year. You know, uh, and they, they slowed down that Roma offense that had been rolling through opponents the past two games. And, Hold them to only three points. So, I mean, congrats to Coach Gilpin. And, you know, they set up for a huge game next week against Ed Couch Elsa, 
who, you know, picked up their first win this week against um, PSJ Southwest team that has struggled, but, um, you know, Ed Couch also rushes for over 500 yards on the ground, put up 55 points and pick up their first win in their newly remodeled stadium. Um, so congrats to Ed Couch Elsa and Coach Navarro. I mean, they're going to look to keep it rolling against the mission veterans who have also seemed to found their groove offensively, putting, like I mentioned, putting up 48 points. Um, so it should be a good one over at, um, actually, I want to be at Richard Thompson, um, their second away home away from home, um, playing some games at Hidalgo, but that sets up for a huge uh, District 16 5A D2 matchup as these teams continue to, you know, to try to keep rolling and pick off where they left off this last week and rounding out our district action and district 65 ad2 we had a sherilyn pioneer uh taking on psha memorial and bouncing back from that week two loss to harlingen south where you know things didn't go their way they lost uh were held out shut out for the first time in a long time um and uh they had a bye week last week but they bounced back in a pretty pretty convincing fashion you know joseph graham puts up 97 yards and a touchdown and that uh, rushing game is what's really started to get going. It's not the old pioneer teams that you're used to seeing that uh, rolls, you know, offensively that airs it out a lot. You know, they're starting to really lean on Jason Cavazos and his legs and uh, they don't throw as much as they used to, but I mean, they're grinding it out and they're getting those wins. So Sherilyn pioneer moves to 20 uh, moves to two and one and one and zero in district um, picking up that huge win against a PSA Memorial team. That's really shown some fight. Um, but, you know, they sit at zero and four right now. So that wraps up our 16-5A D2 play. Lots of good games set up for a lot of good matchups this week, you know, as teams are starting to kind of, like I mentioned earlier, find their groove. Um, but you had some other District 31-6A action this week. Um, what did you see? Yeah, our, our final District 31-6A game takes us to PSJ High and La Jolla Waters-Lincoln. And PSJ High, uh, they were 0-0 in district play. They, they had the opening week of 31-6A uh, was their bye week. So they come into this one and make their District 31-6A debut and uh, th- and they, they needed that by to, to figure some things out as quarterback Jaime Lopez uh, w- went down in, P- in PSJ High's uh, final uh, non-district game. So coming into this one, uh, they, they, had, they had to change some things up and, and find some new faces to step in. And at the quarterback position, that was Christian Gamboa uh, stepping in. And uh, it, this dude is a 6'3 uh, brick house, man. He, he's huge and he plays receiver uh, normally for these guys. Uh, for PSJ High, and I talked to him earlier this year, and, and he was ready to deliver. But, I mean, his number's called upon to step into a new role and, and do what's asked for, uh, for the team, and and he succeeds as he leads PSJ High to a 49-10 to victory over La Jolla Waters-Lincoln. Uh, Christian uh, finishes 13 of 18, 148 yards, one passing touchdown. And one of the bright spots uh, was the emergence of uh, a running game for PSJ High in Lee Torres, uh, senior running back, uh, comes up with 19 carries for 255 yards and five touchdowns in uh, just a, an incredible performance uh, to lead PSJ High in a big win. And then Vigo Lopez, he does what he does, uh, six catches, 100 yards, one touchdown. So just taking care of business. And then Andrew, Andrew Castillo also gets in on uh, the action with a few catches there. Uh, at the receiver spot. So a big win for PSJ High to improve to uh, 1-0 in district play, 2-1 overall in the year. And Waters Lincoln uh, falls to 0-4 as the Huskies still search uh, for that first win of the of the 2021 season and uh, their first win since 2019 after sitting out the 2020 season. So big win for PSJ High there in District uh, six in district 31-6A action as, as uh, they uh, – I mean, one and no in district play. That's what you want to do. That's how you want to start. And Coach Rodriguez has those guys one and no 
uh, with the new quarterback in there. So we'll see uh, if if Jaime Lopez can uh, work his way uh, uh, back to health and to, to where he, he's ready to uh, go back in the lineup. But I mean, if if not, I mean, PSJ High showed uh, what they can do, and and they have some other players ready to step up. So the big win for PSJ High. Uh, rounding out 31-6A action, Ivan. And then uh, before we uh, dive into some uh, sub-5A action, uh, let's uh, round up some of those 5A scores, uh, Ivan, that, that you had. Yeah, so, I mean, we mentioned McAllen High and McAllen Row, and then, you know, we got to mention the third McAllen School, McAllen Memorial, moves to 3-0 in district play behind another dominating victory. They take down Brownsville Lopez, 41-14. You know, second straight week that the McAllen Schools go undefeated, um, you know, 3-0. Oh, yeah, everyone got a win in McAllen. Uh, that's going to come to an end, unfortunately, next week as McAllen Memorial and McAllen Row face off. But that McAllen Memorial offense is still rolling. I mean, uh, Max Allen East Troy, the uh, district's leading rusher, is still a little banged up. You know, they didn't give him the match action. He still uh, carried the ball four times for 31 yards and a touchdown. But Ethan Castillo has really come into his own since, you know, stepping into that more prominent role with uh, Max Allen East Troy out. He rushed for 137 and three touchdowns. And then quarterback J.P. Cortez steps into the starting lineup with Derek Silva out. Um, he passes for the most yards that McCall Memorial has passed all year. He goes six for eight for 149, and he connects with his brother Sebastian Cortez for a touchdown late in the uh, second half, second quarter, you know, to put the uh, Mustangs up big going into the half. Um, and they roll in this one. I think more impressively, though, is that defense is really starting to come alive. Um, they came away with two interceptions or one interception yesterday on uh, Jaden Muhammad comes up with a huge pick. And I mean, they're ranked number one in the district right now. They're holding opponents to less than 215 yards per game. Um, and it, it's going to be tough to, you know, play against them. They got a good secondary. They got a good line up front. And uh, they're just continuing to roll through that district. Uh, like I mentioned, they're going to have a huge matchup this week. But, like, we'll get a little more into that on uh, Tuesday's pod. And then rounding in our action is the uh, Wesleyville East Wildcats take on the Brownsville Porter Cowboys. Um, and Wesleyville East bounces back. You know, last week they were forced to kind of um, – away from their normal uh, rushing game or running normal game where they like to run the ball. They were forced to pass a lot more this week. They get back to it, pass for only 50 yards, but they rush for over 250 led by quarterback Javi, Javi Garza, uh, who put up 82 yards and a touchdown and they bounce back in a big way, taking down Porter 17 to seven, get back to their roots and they move to uh two one, one in the district. So, you know, shout out to coach uh, Burgett and the Wildcats for picking up, and, you know, bouncing back from that uh, loss to the Brownsville Veterans Chargers last week. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that wraps up our district, district 16-5A D1 play. We got a lot of teams sitting at 2-1-1, a couple sitting at 3-0. and Like I said, it's going to be a race to the finish there, in my opinion. Um, but uh, what else did you see in those small school games? Yeah, so uh, let's start off with the Gruya Gators picking up their first win of the year, a 37-12 win uh, by Gruya over Laredo Martin. Over 300 yards of offense uh, for Gruya, 200 rushing, 100 uh, passing through the air. So um, shout out to Gruya and Coach Gonzalez for getting uh, the Gators in the win column to uh, this season after they, they pick up a big non-district victory as they get ready for district play. And then uh, some other big wins from Valley teams. We had La Feria pick up a 58-36 to 36 win over Corpus Christi Teloso Midway. We had La Villa. Top uh, Monte Alto, 34-0. Lyford uh, runs through Santa Maria, 52-6. to six. And Santa Rosa uh, earns their first win of the year, 50-0 to zero over Progreso. And then uh, Hidalgo, after picking up a big win last week over Rio Grande City, they go on the road and, and lose to a really tough Alice team this week, 48-14. to 14. So, um, I mean, that's nothing to hang your head about because that Alice team is solid as we saw them 
uh, go down to Harlan South 14 to seven. So they're doing that against six A's man uh, and, and good six A's at that. So uh, th there's no, uh, you know what I mean? Nothing to, to hang their heads on for that one. So uh, that, that's all the small school action uh, we had. Uh, Ivan, we got some uh, district games starting up for some of these guys next week. And I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what they look like in district play because that's when the playoff teams are decided. So really looking forward to that, Ivan. And, and uh, I, I know, did you have uh, one or two more games to wrap up uh, some of the 5A action? I had one last game. A real Grand City uh, picks up their second loss of the year. They go on the road and uh, lose to Laredo Alexander 57-0. Um, but that wraps up our action. That was a Thursday night game. You know, real Grand City, obviously they started the uh, season hot, winning two consecutive games. They're running the ball well. But, I mean, they're kind of uh, slowing down a bit. I expect them to bounce back, though. Um, they got a really good coach up there in Jesus Lozano, and that defense uh, will, will certainly find its groove. It's just been two tough matchups the last two weeks. Um but that wraps up our week. I mean, what, what were some, you know, things that really just stood out to you this week? I feel like we had a lot of good action, a lot of good performances. Yeah, I, absolutely. So, um, I mean, some of the big things, man, District 31 6A is competitive. There's there's five good teams, um, and one of them is going to miss the playoffs. That's just, that's just the reality of the situation. And um, wh who that's going to be will be determined uh, in the coming weeks. But I'm excited to see you, man. We have – Edinburgh Bella leading the pack. And then of course, Mission High, Edinburgh High, uh, Ed Edinburgh North and PSJ North and even PSJ High there in the mix, man. The, the, can't count them, them out just yet because I mean, uh, they're two and one and one and oh in district and uh, improving uh, as uh, the weeks go by. So I'm excited to see 31-6A uh, action uh, as that goes forward. And then 32-6A kicks off next week. Um, most of those teams are on a bye. We had Brownsville Hannah in action who loses 62 to 28 against Corpus Christi Miller uh, this week on the road. But other than that, that was the only 32 6 8 team in action this week after they had a, a cancellation earlier in the year. So 32 6 8 kicks off next week and it'll be an exciting time to see uh, some of those rivalries, man. Uh, the, the Battle of the Arroyo, then we got Donna High, Donna North and, and Westco High kicking off action Thursday night. Then of course, Harlingen South against Harlingen High, the Bird Bowl to see who, who's gonna win that one. So. I'm excited, man. Uh, big things coming in 32-6A. And then, like I mentioned, those sub-5A schools just beginning to get into district play in, in uh, either next week or, or the following week. So it's an exciting time for, uh, for football here in the Rio Grande Valley. And uh, I, I've been, I know it's been a, a good one for you, man. You've had some good game of the weeks uh, to, catch, uh, 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 to catch out. Uh, and I know you got a good one coming up next week. So how, how are you feeling as you... Uh, wrap up week four and, and uh, look forward uh, to week five uh, next week, Ivan. I mean, it's like you mentioned, Brian, that district 16, five AD one is going to be a meat grinder. And I mean, it's proven to be so far. I mean, we got, um, we got two teams sitting at three, you know, we got another five or four teams sitting at two and one. And I mean, it, it's anyone's game, but I mean, that matchup next Friday is going to be a huge one. That McCallum Memorial versus McCallum row. We got the number one offense versus the number one defense. It's, you know, it, it, two different styles of offense. I'm excited. That one's getting me fired up to go out there. Both these teams are rolling. But, you know, we'll dive a little more into that. And like I mentioned, th these offenses in 5A are just rolling, man. I mean, um, you got McAllen Rowe putting up 1,300 on the ground or 1,300 through the air. McAllen Memorial putting 1,400 on the ground. I mean, Brownsville veterans, you know, despite la the, their game yesterday, they're averaging over 320 yards a game. And same with Wesley Goista. They, they are just some tough teams out there. It's going to come down to the final game. Next week's going to be a huge one in deciding it. And then 
I mean, moving over to District 16, 5A, D2, I mean, Mercedes is kind of running the table there. But, I mean, don't sleep on teams like Mission Veteran, the Mission Veteran Patriots and Shailen High. I mean, they're starting to find their groove. I mean, like I mentioned, Mission Vets put up uh, over 40 points the past two games. That offense is really starting to get clicking. And you, you just can't count out Coach Gilpin and his squad. And then, of course, you know, Coach Crow over at Shailen High. He's got some playmakers there. I mean, uh, they're just I – mean, you just never know. It's, it's a week-by-week week thing. I mean, Mercedes is looking like the top dog, but, you know, you can't take anyone from, you know, lightly there. So it's just going to be exciting. You know, we're getting to that kind of – that run of games where everyone really – you know, you start to find out who's the playoff contender and, you know, who's for real and who's not, Brian. Absolutely. Exciting times here in the Rio Grande Valley as we near – the midpoint of the high school football regular season here in Texas. So exciting times. And we're looking forward to, to, to all the action here uh, from 6A down to 2A. And uh, yeah, so uh, good luck to all the teams as, as they uh, progress uh, through the season. And of course, wishing uh, good health to everybody uh, as they, uh, you know what I mean, battle the injuries and the, the nicks that they get, uh, you know what I mean, through the grind of the season. And of course, out here battling uh, uh, COVID-19. So um, best wishes to all teams out here as they continue on their playoff runs and hope to get in that postseason and punch their playoff tickets. So Ivan and I are excited to be here with you guys, breaking all the action down and being out there at these games. So that wraps up the, the week four RGVsports.com uh, recap podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. You can catch all, uh, all the action on RGVsports.com on Facebook and on Twitter at RGVsports. And uh, thank you guys for joining us. We'll catch you Tuesday uh, for the uh, week five preview episode, uh, breaking down uh, all, all the week five matchups. And we'll also have our player of the week winner of the new top 10. And of course, the monitors week five game of the week coming to you. So thank you guys for joining us for Ivan and I. We appreciate you. We'll catch you next time.